0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast.
1: Hey, hey, is it Tuesday again? <laughs>
0: it is. Happy Tuesday, and welcome to Fight Club, everybody. Happy Tuesday.
1: Welcome, welcome to, to Fight, Fight Club. Yeah. We'll in the house.
2: Megan will show up eventually, we think. We don't know where she is right she now. Knows. It's kind of MIA. But if we see a, another screen pop up here soon, we know why. But yay. <laughs> well, welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. We're the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And we're a team of self-employed industry experts, but this week we get to be joined by J.C. Chanowski. Thank you so much for joining us, J.C.
3: Pleasure to be here. Thank you, ladies.
2: Awesome, absolutely. Well, J.C., can you just give our listeners a brief rundown of yourself and your business?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, J.C. Chanowski, based out of Wilmington, North Carolina. I currently own pressure washing company Keep Your Pro Wash for 13 years, and a Christmas light installation company Patriot Elimination for the last seven years. And I've built a wonderful team. I've got an amazing group of people that work for me and have blessed me to be able to do the things I'm able to do now and travel. I'm actually off to Las Vegas today to go to Clipicon to talk about Christmas lights. And I'm just honored to be here prior to heading out and be able to talk to you uh, with you amazing women today. So thank you. Awesome,
2: we're so excited to have you. And you do have your Christmas jacket on as usual. So we to excited to talk about your wardrobe potentially in my section that uh, you got to see <laughs> briefly before the show here. <laughs> well, my name is Taylor Maroney. For those who are new to the show or returning listeners, I um, I come from a background of marketing. My husband and I actually own a power washing company in South Florida. And my love is really helping business owners understand numbers behind marketing, how to make better decisions based upon that, and then being able to set that consistent plan. So. Thank you for joining
0: us, J.C., and welcome back to PICLUB, everyone. Hi, everybody. Normally, Megan would be here, but I'm going to jump in next. If Megan shows up, hopefully we'll we'll grab her introduction next. But, J.C., I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you for squeezing us in, especially before Clipicon. I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. We can outsource or insource, I like to say, your customer service reps, although we don't have anybody quite as awesome as your office person, one Liz Curry. I don't know. We just had to name drop there because she's honestly the best human ever and one of our favorites in boot camp. So we wanted to say hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Um, um, and then hi. I'm also the, the proud co owner of a, a floor coatings company, Wise Coatings, here in Loudoun County with my sweet and amazing husband. And I am excited to see you, JC. Welcome to Fight Club.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> And I am Martha Woodward. I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software. I have a website called the Pay for Performance Expert, and I owned a maid service for 13 years. So uh, JC and I have been talking quite a bit lately. He is going to be a speaker for an all-day session at the QDS conference, and I'm really excited. And, uh Welcome to Fight Club, JC. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for joining us in New
3: Orleans. Absolutely, it's a pleasure and I'm excited. Yeah, me too.
2: Awesome, well I get to steal you first, JC, and I feel like I know we've talked about it already, and I feel like I'd be amiss not to talk about your holiday wardrobe that we wear year round as a form of marketing, because this is a form of branding and marketing in a sense, But I did get to read a post on your Facebook page. And it's really not about the, you know, the overall brand and the marketing. It's for a lot deeper of a reason for you. So do you mind just giving our listeners um, that reason as to why you do wear your holiday, you know, jackets? And I think I've seen a Grinch costume thrown around a few times. (laughs) I
0: don't know.
2: So (laughs) can I have a kind of brief rundown on why we why why the passion for this wardrobe?
3: Yeah, so you know, it's kind of why I started the Christmas light installation company that we have is we didn't grow up fortunate like most families. And we looked forward to Christmas and getting out there during the holidays and go see all the Christmas lights up on houses. I just remember my, my mom, my dad, and my sister getting in a car and just go neighborhood to neighborhood. And that was just, which make me smile it just brought so much excitement to my life. And as I grew older, that house became my house and I would put up the Christmas lights and the neighbors would see the lights and every year I'd get more and more and more uh, and then as I started the pressure the or the, the Christmas light company I saw the impact that it had on the community and the things that it can do for the people who couldn't afford those lights or have the opportunities to put them up so just knowing that because I have Christmas lights up or we put them up on somebody's house that not only is the customer going to get excited about it but that family that's less fortunate driving home and it was able to see those lights and and the kids smile in the back of the car. Like I did when I was a kid, that's what gets me excited. And that's why I wear this jacket. Like, I, I mean, it's what March and I'll walk through the airport all year long with these jackets on. And I see people look up all of a sudden and they smile and they don't know me. They don't know why I'm doing it, but that like split second of them smiling, it could have been the worst morning they've ever had or the worst day. And they saw that like, glimmer of hope that happiness that brought something back to them that made them happy. And that's why I love doing it. I like seeing people smile and enjoy happiness. And if I could just put one smile on one person's face every single day, I feel like I accomplished my goal.
2: Oh, I love this. It's so beautiful. And it's, it definitely speaks to your heart and that you do want to make sure you are spreading that joy of Christmas year round. And it is, it does tie into branding and it ties into who you are as a person. So thank you for sharing that. And, Absolutely. um, When it comes to talking about Christmas lights and talking about how to bring that joy to someone, I feel like that does tie into a lot of the sales process because you're not really selling the concept of lights. Like, I mean, you are, of course we are, but we're really selling that joy, right? That, that feeling of childhood memories, like you mentioned, and knowing that it's going to impact them for that season and really bring a whole other element to their Christmas season or Hanukkah season, whichever we celebrate. So can you talk about that side of it? Because obviously you definitely bring that year round with the, the jackets and the Grinch costumes and the awesome things that you wear throughout the airports. But when it comes to the sale of it, it does tie into that same feeling as well. And I think that's something that is a lot more of an emotional buy than most service businesses get to see on a daily basis
3: yeah absolutely it's it's not like selling pressure washing at all i mean people need to have their house washed nobody needs to have lights put on their house so when we're selling the lights we're selling that experience you know somebody's putting those lights up for a reason whether it's the last christmas the first christmas the childhood memories maybe the uh, spouse can't put the lights up or maybe they're out of town they want to surprise them so first we got to connect with them on that emotional level like why do you want these lights up and once we could figure that out then we'll work with them to make sure that we're aligning with their vision and making sure that we're meeting that that goal for them for so when they turn those lights on at night and they bring all the family in and the, and the friends over that it's magical and it's not just like oh look we put lights on our house cool it's jaw-dropping and everybody's getting excited. The neighbors are coming out, they're bringing the friends over, come look at this. So we wanna build that experience up for our customers so that it's a lasting experience for them that next year they're like, hey, we have to call these guys back. They just made Christmas that much better for us.
2: Oh, it's amazing. So we do ask ask that question, but you kind of answered it for me. So we ask exactly kind of what the reasoning is why they need these lights this year. Like, why are they reaching out to you? Why are they looking to kind of add this service on for the year, which is great to see. Now, do you kind of talk about that with your team throughout that process as well? So, like, they're aware of, you know, say it is someone's last Christmas and it is something that we are doing for them for a very, you know, special last time in their life. Is that something yeah. you communicate with the team or do we kind of keep that within the sales process only?
3: So, yes, and no. I think if, it, if it's tied to a real hard emotional effect like the last Christmas or something like that, we would uh, talk about that. But the nice thing is about our team is, no matter what they do, it could be the first, the last, the only, they're still going to put hundred percent into that install. Like, you know, when I tell the guys, they they can never walk away from a job saying that this looks okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. is not good in in Patriot Illuminations world. They got to walk away from that job saying this is perfect. And the customer, the homeowner, they're going to be just blown away. So that's one thing, like I said, when you turn those lights on at night and you see it for the first time, we don't want them to go like, like we just (laughs) made all this. Like we want them to like, like, mouth dropped and excited. So it's nice thing about our guys is they love doing what they do during the install season. It's a very chaotic season, but they understand why we do it. So they, they have that passion as well too, which is nice.
2: That's beautiful. So I do, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to shift gears because we do have two companies here. So I wanted to make sure we touched on both of them. So I'm going to kind of shift over into um, the washing side of things for a little bit. Cause you guys do a lot with reels and Kind of short clip videos on facebook and that's something that a lot of business owners have been terrified of and even talking about it with admins at our you know admin boot camp it's something i get questions about a lot you know how do i get into this how do i start it where do i begin how detailed do i have to get and you guys do a fantastic job so i'll make sure to kind of drop a link in the facebook here to one of uh in the facebook comments to one of your videos because it does show that you are getting the point across with um giving just quick information with visuals attached to that while still having a call to action at the end, which is really accomplishing everything that a customer and a consumer is looking for in a reel. But how did you get started in that? Cause it is a big fear for a lot of business owners.
3: Yeah. And it still is for me and I'm, I'm very camera shy and luckily
2: I don't believe that.
0: I, I, I,
3: I does like, it does get me going when I pull that camera and hit record. Like, I'll tell you how many times I hit to hit record, like, over and over and over just for a 20-second reel. But I do have a phenomenal VA who handles all that for us, and she has done an incredible job putting all those reels together. But the hardest and the easiest thing to do is just to go ahead and hit record and start talking. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's never going to be exactly the way you want it to be. Like, I can criticize every single video, podcast, uh, presentation I do, like, down to the bone. But then 100 other people like, that was perfect. And that's all you want to do is, is take that action, hit record, just hit record and, and edit it and send it. And don't worry about it. I mean, you might stutter. You might miss a word. You might get something wrong. But as long as you're doing it and starting it, that's all that matters because a lot of times we sit there and wait and wait and wait. And, like, this isn't good, so I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow becomes next week. And the next week is too busy in the season. So just hit that record button. 30 seconds is all you need. And then put it up there and start, and then, and then you can start, you know, getting better over time. But if you don't do it and post it, you never—it's never, never going to happen.
2: No, absolutely, I agree with that completely. That's and if you, don't, you can't get that ball rolling; you never will. And then you don't have that momentum behind you of building that confidence every time we push that record button. So, uh, you did mention you have a VA, which is something I know a lot of people like to discuss as well. I'm going to slightly step on Michelle's toes here for a brief second, but it's. For a system like that to be included in marketing, it's very important because sometimes you, you have business owners that do not enjoy marketing. It's not something they like to do. It's not something they want to put their time into. So, how did you build the system to get the marketing onto your VA shoulders and for her to handle that?
3: Actually, so interestingly enough, uh, Melody uh, brought Alex onto our team, and she became she was supposed to be an executive assistant. But then I saw her talents and what she was really good at. And she's like, JC, I want to take this on. And she was able to take it on and present stuff to me. And I'll be like, hey, let me, let's just try this and get this done. And I have this like little vision right here. And then she's like, when do you (laughs) want it done by? I'm like, let's say next Thursday. And four hours later, she comes back with this like big project. And I'm like, just blown away. I'm like, how? Like, how did you just do this in such a short period of time? So I was incredibly gifted with this amazing VA that had this great talent great eye for all these things and she really loves it so we kind of moved over to that side of things uh and handling my stuff as well but i just got very blessed and fortunate to find somebody like that but had i not you know it's just gonna take a little bit of time and working with other companies and see what's what they're doing and what's working for them that's the nice thing about our community here is that we can all talk to each other and we all have strengths we all weaknesses so we're able to collaborate and, you know, combine our strengths and weaknesses to make it a good, uh, even platform to, to make everybody successful.
2: Absolutely. You said that so That's well. great. <laughs> and since we are kind of talking about systems here, I do want to pass it to Michelle. I don't want to talk too much about it because that is her favorite topic, as you can Woo! see on the screen here. But thank you for talking some marketing with me. Thank Jay, you, Tay. And I appreciate it so much.
3: Thank you
0: oh i'm so excited okay so jc lots of folks out there have what might be considered a seasonal business right either a pressure washing even floor coatings can be seasonal in our business i'm seeing that that it's quiet in the winter time tell me how those listeners can understand and find out more about adding lighting to their lineup of services how did you do that and then how can they find out more
3: yeah so i i got very fortunate lucky blessed whatever you want to call it that i was in the right place at the right time 2016 i was at a pressure washing trade show that's why it's important to attend these uh, shows and these industry events and in the corner was a wreath with some lights on it Said so we hang christmas lights and obviously my love for christmas lights i'm like li- literally drawn to it so <laughs> what i start i started walking over there i'm like what is this and you know i never would have thought that we can make have a business where we're hanging Christmas lights, doing what people should be doing, I thought, for their own, for themselves. So, I mean, there's a lot of great industry events right now. i we got ClippaCon going to you this week. Um, we hang Christmas lights, Clippa, and there's a bunch of other places too, where you can get on these uh, forums and these boards and talk to these guys. But it's a, it's a low barrier industry to get into, especially if you already have a home service industry with ladders and trucks like that. You don't need to be a master electrician. The big thing is like i talked about earlier you're going to have a lot of uh, energy and passion about the christmas lights because it's a different sale i have seen a lot of people struggle to sell the christmas lights because they're so used to just you know people want 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 uh, when they need you need, need it's a little bit different so um they can obviously reach out to me there's a lot of great people out there they can talk to about the industry but it's just a booming market right now and i don't see it slowing down anytime soon Yeah.
0: Okay you dropped a really good nugget in there in the sales process, which is not my world at all. but Megan's not here, so we're gonna jump into finance just a smidge. I liked the want versus need. Tell me how you can help people understand um, how that sales is how those sales are different. and are there any like language or tips that you use in differentiating the want of the Christmas lights, right? versus the need of the house washing and the and the exterior cleaning explain that part for our listeners if you don't mind
3: yeah so the one thing that you know applies on both sides the washing and the lights is a lot of what we're doing is educating the homeowner so the customer and when i started the christmas light installation company in our area there was one other company but they didn't do a lot of marketing they're very quiet so for me to get our brand and our name out there we had to educate a lot of homeowners and say this is a service it's an all inclusive service and we had to provide all that value to them you know we're we're doing the free install the free design installing commercial grade led lights we're maintaining the lights put them on timers coming back if anything goes wrong taking them down and storing them so you know all those little things right there packs a lot of value that we got to make sure that that customer or property owner understands like we're not just putting lights up and we'll see you next year you know, we're with you from the day we install the lights to the day we take those lights down. So if anything goes wrong, Patriot Illumination is there for you.
0: Oh, that's so the,
3: awesome. The, so, yeah, it's, it's just educating the homeowner or the, the, the owner of the property, like all that value that you're delivering when they call you for the service. So, again, it's it's a, more of the want. We want our lights hung. Mm-hmm. We want the Clark Rizwold. Sometimes we can't <laughs> deliver that because it's not in their budget. <laughs> But we, we want to work around their budget so they still get in that amazing experience. And then when they put those lights on, that they're they're happy too.
0: That's awesome. JC, uh, Jennifer is shouting you out here on the screen. She's saying you're an amazing business leader and inspires you all on the daily. That's so sweet. Um, uh, they're awesome. That's a <laughs> that's, that's great. That's fantastic. Tell us how, I mean, other than the jackets, that's another system that you would use is inspiring others, right? There's a way to move people in your your company. You can either manipulate them or you can inspire them, and there's really no in between, right? And inspiration is so much easier and better. Tell me how that comes about or how that is a natural part of your leadership, because people might be struggling with that one, too. I love this yeah. comment.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm constantly developing as a leader. And JC five years ago and JC today is a completely different leader. I mean, JC, yeah. when I was just my father and I, that was a toxic leadership. It was, you know, we, I'd fire my dad every other day and then he might be hired back. And I, I know that's not really uh, conducive, conducive to a, uh, a work environment. And I've seen great leaders. I've seen horrible <clears throat> leaders. And I, I've always wanted to mold myself to be as perfect as a leader as I can, but know that I'll never reach perfection, but I'm going to strive for it every single day. And even just recently, like I was doing a little research on something and I thought I had a good trait as a leader. And it turns out that it was not really a great trait. And it took a lot of digging deep for me to realize like, you know, I thought I was doing good for the company, but deep down I was creating this toxic vibe that wasn't good. So I recognized that as a leader that I had a bad trait owned up to it and change that so that I can avoid doing that again. So being able to take constructive criticism is really important because it, it's so easy to say, "Yeah, I'm a good leader. And then somebody tells you you're doing something wrong. You're like, no, you're wrong. I'd rather somebody tell me like, hey, you're probably not doing this the right way or you could be doing this better and learn from that so that I can pass that trait or that skill down to my leaders below us or with us, yeah. I should say. Oh, that's great. That's so good.
0: I don't want to get into that because I want Martha to, to take you down that road. Yeah. I want to stay in systems just a little bit. Sorry, Martha. Um, but <laughs> I want to talk about what you're doing as a personal system to do that up leveling. Are you a member of coaching groups? Do you have a book club? Like what are you doing for the JC side to kind of up level yourself?
3: Yeah. So one thing, uh, coaching has been a huge part of, uh, my success today uh, with Conquer. I joined Conquer four years ago and you know, having Pat Clark as a mentor, Michael Gregory as a mentor, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been incredible to my success. I recently joined Apex executives and I have a, a phenomenal coach over there, Sammy, who I'm blessed to be able to talk to. And just having that mentor, that coach, Uh, You know, a lot of people put a value on that, say, you know, it's just really expensive and I can't afford that right now. But really, you can't afford not to have that coach. You can't afford not to have that mentor in your life because we're wasting time, valuable time, making mistakes when they can be there helping you, guide you to avoid those mistakes and be more profitable, be more successful and be able to grow faster personally and professionally with that guidance along your side.
0: I can't agree with you more. Matt Clark was at our house last weekend. I got got to make him dinner. I got to like feed the Matt Clark. And it was so (laughs) fun. He shared some talks with us that he's working on. And I can't tell you how much that means. You're right to have those coaches and the ones before you. And it's interesting because he called me out on something in my own home. And we had a little bit of a deep dive on something. And he totally nailed me. And I loved it. I was like, He's right. I'm totally doing that. And we talked about why and how and all these things. So that that uh, iron sharpens iron. Right. That being around people that will actually knock the rough edges off you is so critical. So I, I absolutely can't agree with you more. Yeah, love it's, love you, Matt.
3: Because, We're- <laughs> it's because of math that we have our core values in place because he called us out on, uh, I believe it was a year or so ago, and it took me a long time to do it. And again, one of those things that you just need to make, take action and do it. And I just waited and waited for the perfect one when we should have had it years ago. But because of that, yeah. we do have our core values in place now.
0: OK, one last thing before I pass you to Martha. It's interesting. You said perfect a couple of times. And I am one who struggles with perfectionism. It's something I'm working through um, myself. Tell us what that means when you say perfect. And is that a struggle for you or is that a goal and like something that you're striving for? Tell me what that means to you, that word perfect.
3: Yeah, I think we we get stuck on that word perfect because we just want everything to be, if if it's perfect, it's probably going to be easy. It's going to be right. It's going to be, it's going to make things seem smoother. You know, we always try Mm -hmm. to find that perfect candidate when we're doing interviews and going through applications and, Recently, the last couple of years, I realized that we'll never find the perfect candidate on paper. So we need to take that aside and just look at the, the person as a whole, not what's on paper. So that's something we've been working as a whole, as a team, to not look for that perfect candidate every time. Because we can teach people things. We can teach people skills. We can teach people how to, how to be good leaders. So we can't rely on what's on paper with that. And once we realize that we're not going to get perfect every single time the first time, we're able to take that action and not have a fear of failure or a fear of, you know, this is not going to be successful or it's not going to look good or sound good when I when I um, perform it or, or talk about it. Yeah. That's great.
0: It's a perfect segue using the word perfect one more time uh, to hand you over to Martha. Thank you so much, JC. I'm going to put also a little bit of a link because Martha wants us to share that JC is speaking at her conference in May. And so please, if you have enjoyed this, he's going to drop so much more knowledge in uh, New Orleans in May. So I'm going to put that quote up here right now. So thank you, JC.
3: Thank you.
1: It's good. Good. Um, So JC, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit and Uh you can agree or not agree, but uh, Uh are you willing to share about that one trait that you had to fix to become a a better leader?
3: Um, yeah, so vulnerable, no, 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 and I can't think of the the actual term right now, and I just posted about a couple weeks ago while I was actually in Europe, but it was no matter. What the situation was at work, I would make how bad or whatever. I would always try to find the positive and everything and trying to bring everybody up and like, oh, this is gonna be fine. This is gonna be great. And oh, you got a question?
0: I know what it is. It's called what toxic it? positivity.
3: Thank you. It's actually it actually
0: has a term. It's toxic yes. positivity. Yep. It's when it's all rainbows and ponies yep. and you don't actually get real and talk about the real stuff. You just want to be rah-rah. I yep. think you might share and... this one too. Woo! <laughs> <gasps>
3: So that was me. Like, I'm always happy. I'm always smiling. No matter what, I'm going to work and like, it doesn't matter what happened at work, the trucks are on fire. I'm like, Oh, it's going to be all right. Blah, blah, blah. So it's, you know, I was never really recognizing the symptoms or the issues that we should be addressing. And I was just trying to turn every single negative into a huge positive and not focus on the key little things that should be important. So. And,
1: and, you know, for listeners One of the reasons that, I mean, you think you're doing the right thing. I I totally get that. And I think that we as leaders always feel like we need to be leading in a positive way. But the reason that that is toxic positivity is uh, at least one of them, is that your team will lose trust in you because the thing is, they know everything's not okay. And when they see you, um, yeah, everything is good. We're all good. And so they're sitting there thinking, so is everything he says a bunch of crap? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Because, again, you're not getting real with them. And we can't get completely real with our staff, uh, but we're not telling them, you know, Hey, we're on the line for this amount of money and, you know, don't worry about your paycheck and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, I had to learn that too, JC, I really did. I had to, and I felt like I made really great strides with my staff. Once I became vulnerable with them. And kind of let down some of those uh, barriers. You know, when I had some sit downs and was like, all right, you guys. So here's the situation, you know, and I talked to them. And, you know, we would say positive as in, so here's the action plan. But I wasn't all rah-rah, you know. Um, So what did you see? when you started being a little more real and started you know you gave up that constant rah-rah type attitude
3: well you know the one thing is that we all lead differently and i can't expect uh, my staff to lead exactly the same way i do so i can't force that upon them to try and be as excited about everything and it's, it's good to be able to talk to them about What could be wrong or what is wrong and how we can fix it because if they think everything's right all the time then they're never going to recognize mistakes or errors or things like that so being able to actually sit down like all right you know we thought this was good but it's really not and this is the symptoms for that cause then we're able to problem solve together and really diagnose the issue and dive deep into it rather than oh yeah well it's gonna be good don't worry about it and then it's just that constant Flow yeah. or bad and nothing gets better. So, being able to sit down and, and really dive into that and just see what mistakes were or what we could have done better to not have this problem instead of, oh, it's all right, we'll fix it later. So, that's, that's nice to be able to have that open communication because, again, same thing with me. I thought I was doing everything right the way it should be because nobody told me. We never talked about it. But now that I recognize it, now we can sit down and have those conversations like, hey, this is not okay and this is what we need to do to fix it so yeah. that my my team can come to me like JC, this is wrong and we got you know this needs to change so
1: right right yeah tommy Mello actually talked a little bit about that last week that uh and and he was doing something similar and uh just you know always trying to be inspirational but then realize that Hey, you got to call it what it is. You know, yeah. sometimes yeah. people, they need, it's not like, you know, I think it's easier with our kids that will be like, no, that's not acceptable. <laughs> You're, you know, that's not going to be allowed. I think we do that with our kids. But then when it comes to staff, because we always want to be a positive leader, sometimes we avoid the, uh, you know, no, we can't have that. That is not working. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Well, I uh, I get to take a little extra time since Megan wasn't around. Um, what yeah. I wanted to ask you initially before you brought that up is, so I feel like, and I'm very much an outsider looking in, but like with my green industry friends, I kind of wonder if their staff like doing christmas lights um i i I could be totally wrong but i get the impression that they don't love it and um but you i can tell you really built built the culture where that's probably their favorite time of the year other than they're really busy (laughs) yeah so how have you done that? How how have you made installing Christmas lights and being super busy during the holidays fun?
3: Yeah, so and that's taking some time to really figure that out because it is a very stressful season for us. I mean, so you're talking mm-hmm. October to middle of December, the guys are nonstop. In November they're probably doing 50, 60, 70-hour weeks and you know, we've got shorter days, it's darker earlier, that seasonal depression kicks in. So You know, from the second they come into that office, and throughout the whole day, we're there as their Christmas joy, their Christmas spirit, and it it is stressful. It's stressful for the office. You got hundreds of phone calls coming in. People happy, people cranky, whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. just maintaining—that's that part of that culture. It's got to be twenty-four-seven. It can't just be seasonal. Can't be on a Monday. Can't be on a Wednesday. That culture's got to be, you know, constant throughout the day. So congratulating them, thanking them, making them breakfast, recognizing them. We do a uh, rock star of the month every month. We'll recognize one rock star. We celebrate everybody's birthday at the office and we give them, I think a $25 gift card, whether they're seasonal or uh, full time, because we want them to know that they're part of our team and part of our family. And while they're out there working hard for us all day, we're back here supporting them and appreciate everything that they do. Because in the end, you know, they're giving that customer that experience that if it was for us, they probably wouldn't have that this year. So it's just yeah. all about just delivering the value to our team because they are our number one customer.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I do see you doing a lot for your team, and uh, and you have experienced it. Just telling people how much they're appreciated and meaning it. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't. Uh, not mean it, or right. they they will know.
3: Yeah, yeah, they know it's real.
1: Yeah, they they know what's authentic, um, and I mean, frankly, we should appreciate. I mean, they drive our company and drive the revenue coming into the company. But um yeah, you do a really good job at that.
3: Yeah, and sure. I've even you know, we've had breakfast where my daughters would come into the office, and mm-hmm. I'll even pull them out of school for a couple of hours, and they'll go out and take orders and serve the the staff because we want them to know that, yes, they are our family. Like, that, I truly mean that. And they see that and feel it. So that really helps keep that momentum going throughout the season.
1: Yeah, I love that. That actually gave me chill bumps because you (laughs) – I love everything about that. Um, You have – your kids are getting to experience – the act of service and appreciating people. Your staff is seeing you break down the barriers of, you know, management. Text, you know, you made it more family like and that's awesome. Yeah, I really love that. Uh, And you mentioned Rockstar of the Month. I gave Liz a hard time initially because you guys are getting certified as a culture first a certified workplace, and I was like, "No, Liz, you know, the employee of the month—that's really not pay for performance." But then she explained what all you do, and I'm like, "Okay, you're right, I'm wrong," right. <laughs> you know, because too many times people do employee of the month. And it's just like, uh, who have we not nominated in a while, you know, and, uh, that doesn't work. Um, but you all have a formula for deciding who's rock star of the month, the employees, which is a critical part, know how they can qualify, uh, to be considered for employee of the month, like what they have to do. And then I love how the team they vote for each other, and that weighs into the decision as well.
3: Yeah, just uh, this month actually, we had a shift in the Rockstar of the Month, and we recognized our VA Alex over in the Philippines oh, as that's the Rockstar it. of the Month Yay. because of all the stuff she does for us. So it's it's not like I said it's it's very diverse in in the way they do it in the grading. So it's yeah. not just drawing a name out of the hat and say, all right, you're this month. So. They got to align yeah. with the values, align with the company vision, and all that. So,
1: right, right. Yeah, I love that. Okay. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to add before we go back to Tay?
3: Um, no, I mean, the big thing is you, I couldn't be this success, successful without my team. So, you need to invest in your team. You know, it just has Liz down at the Rockstar or the boot Bootcamp, which was yep. an incredible success for her. Uh, I sent my operations manager out to a class in St. Louis on his own for Christmas lights that he just absolutely loved and was able to reconfirm. Oh, I saw
1: that. I everything that
3: he's doing, you know, has been doing right. And you know, just if you don't spend the time to devote to them and to invest in them, then you're going to fall short every single time. So don't be afraid to invest in them because, in the end, they're there for you and they're there making you money. So why would you not want to invest in your team?
1: Right. And for you all that are listening, like I've experienced, I've seen um, the guy that you sent to St. Louis. I remember somehow I saw, he must have tagged you or something, but I saw his heartfelt thank you on Facebook. And then, you know, Liz, when she came to the admin boot camp, you know, she and... All of them were so appreciative. You know, it's it's sure the travel and this and that are nice, but it really is them soaking in, hey, they believe in me. They want me to grow. They're investing in me. Mm-hmm. And so for those of you who have not ever done that, it's huge. And the returns, you know, not only what they learn. But the connection to your company is tenfold. So
3: well, do Yeah, it. not only that, because, you know, when we go to these shows, we're trying to build our network. So why right. would your team not want to have a network of their own? So now exactly. she's got your, your admin boot camp network that they can align with. And same thing, they'll get out there and talk to people doing the things they're doing every single day oh, and not be alone. Oh, you oh.
0: it. Oh. Well, 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 well. well. well hello. <laughs> I have nothing
4: to say, yeah, I JC oh and God. I will make it up to you, and Martha, your text spins the internet this morning, for the record. Uh, I'm so sorry for the listeners, Megan's here, and I'm late, and I'm sorry, and JC, I'll find a way to make this up, I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I nothing um, clever, even, nothing, I, I'm thinking, um, there's nothing here, I'm just, I'm sorry, that's all. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Lord. And I went th- through the whole, do I like join late and make it obvious, or do I just?
0: Of course. No, you can't join, join late. It. Of course. It's
1: fun. <laughs> We've had fun. We've had fun. And I took up extra time.
0: You should have, day. because
1: mine would have been
4: very culturally anyway, so that's yeah. very good.
2: Well, it actually works out perfect. We still have some time that you can hop in, Megan, if if your
4: brain's working and you have enough coffee in you. My brain is working. I have coffee. I am embarrassed, but other than that, I'm fine. Uh, there's an inter- there's like so many texts on my phone, including one from Jace. G- I'm really sorry. Uh, but somebody's text said, good, it keeps her human. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? That's not very nice. And uh, Rebecca, I'm alive. My assistant was even looking for me. So I'm very sorry (laughs) to everybody I caused stress to this morning.
0: They're sending out the dogs. They're sending out the search (laughs) teams. Okay, so
4: yesterday I learned a lot of interesting things about JC, which I thought was very, very fun. Um, And I was going to talk to you today on Fight Club about the power of people in our finances and the power of culture um but i like to give options so we can also talk about fast growth rates because i know that you have grown fast i know that you've done wonderful things very quickly um, and i also know that sometimes that can come with some growing pains um, i may or may not be experiencing for those that likes accounting right now so you can help me out there too so you, you've talked a lot about culture with martha already i haven't gotten to hear it yet but i promise to listen back to it which one would you like to do
3: I mean, we can talk about the growth one.
4: Okay. All right. So can you brag for a minute? Uh, I don't brag. Yeah, I know you don't. But like, <laughs> when did you start and and where are you at? And you don't have to use exact numbers, but you could use growth rates if you wanted.
3: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so started in 2009, really didn't take the company seriously until 2016. And at that point, I think we did like $200,000 a year. And I've got to contribute our massive growth to Conquer because without Conquer, I probably would still be comfortable doing a one-man show, maybe, you know, assistant, something like that. And Conquer really opened my eyes to like, how much is available as a business owner to be able to hire people and employ them to do the things you're already doing. So it went from just my father and I, 2016, to the peak of 22 people in 2021 uh during the christmas light season and last year we just finished just shy of two million just just a little under two million total with both the companies
4: that's incredible right right that's incredible so more than 10x uh in five years um this is a very intense growth rate can you talk a little bit about some of the pitfalls that have happened like I think yesterday you were talking a little bit about building leaders, and I think that's something I'm experienced at Likes Accounting. Like when you're the when you're the visionary, when you're the founder, when you're the technician, and then you hire your first replacement. There's so many levels that we have to build up with our leadership team. Uh, that's where I'm experiencing at Likes Accounting um, quality. That's another of experience is as they scale, quality can take a hit, which means um, reputation can sometimes take a hit. So can you talk a little bit about the places where that's hurt the worst over the past? five,
3: six years? Yeah, so real quick while you're talking about the quality, that's one thing You know, as a company, any company, you should never want to take a hit on that. Even though you're trying to grow fast, you should always make sure that you're taking care of your customers first. And whether that's the customer that's actually buying from you or your team, that's the most important thing because once you start taking hits on that, it's sometimes a slippery slope because you're focused on a number or something like that, and it's hard to get that back. So always keep that customer in mind throughout the whole process. And when we're trying to grow, we wanna try and invest in our team first because sometimes we have some amazing people who can do great things and are just in the wrong position. We've we've seen that. We've had people that they were in one position and we found out they're amazing in a completely different role. So trying to figure out their strengths and weaknesses because sometimes it's not them, it's just the position. So you gotta move them here to the left or right. And that's important and knowing that, and my biggest thing is, I always say, you don't know what you don't know. And we just hired a general manager and I know what we're trying to grow to and I don't know how to get there. So I couldn't hire within to teach somebody to do that for me. So I had to make sure that the person that we just hired for that position has already been to that level and that he's not trying to build the plane on the way down or the way up to get to that level. He knows how to get there. The plane's already at the altitude so that he can help mm. us scale to that without making mistakes because if we're relying just on me and what I know trying to get to that four or five million it it would take a lot longer so investing in the right people in the right position sometimes it's going to cost you a lot more but it's going to get you to that end goal a lot faster
4: we've already heard nice things about how that's going uh we got to meet Liz and uh Liz said that's been a very good working relationship so it feels like you're building out that org chart and you're building out your people and if somebody is in this growth mode, like it can get tough, right? It takes a lot of grit. What would you tell them if they're like, I, I shared with you yesterday, I got a little vulnerable. I was like, yeah, we had three unhappy clients last week. I was ready to burn down likes accounting again. I was like, the sky is falling. Everything's not going well. Um, and then my operations manager came to me and she's like, Megan, it's three clients and we just need these two things to change and they'll be happy. And I was like, Oh, okay, well stay the course, like carry on. Everything's fine. I'm not down. Um, Any advice for people who are in that like stressful, intense growth period who want to quit? Like, how did you keep going? How do you keep going?
3: Yeah. So we got to look at the big picture. You, know, you talked about just the three clients and you thought the world was on fire, but three out of how many and mm-hmm. We can't make everybody happy. We try, no matter what we do, we can give them exactly what they wanted, when they want and how they wanted it, but they're still going to fall short on something. So, you know, as long as overall we're taking care of our clients and taking care of our team uh, to get to that mission accomplish that mission, that's the most important thing and uh, accountability and having a network to, of people to rely on too, because I, I talked to you last night, like I thought, I was doing something really bad. I thought my runtime was horrible. And everybody's like, no, JC, this is perfect. Like, you're really doing good at your Mm. running right now. So having that outside um, role, somebody outside talking to you and explaining to you, like, no, you're actually doing these things the way you should be. You're just beating yourself up because you're expecting, there's that word again, perfect. Um, We're not going to always get that perfect. So taking the action to get there and communication with your team is the other big thing, too, because they you might think they know what you're trying to do, but if you don't talk to them and and tell them exactly what you're trying to do or or the end goal, then they might fall short or they might be not be giving you exactly what you need.
4: Love it. Um, Okay. I am hoping somebody talked about the jacket. Did it? Did we cover the jacket? We did. All right. The other thing that I found amazing that you did this year, I actually don't know very much about is in the Christmas light business, you had this like, event experience that you were a part of can you did we talk about that no okay are you talking about the show we put
3: the show the show we put on yes but like
4: today i'm giving a wealth building class and i i was talking about like you know diversifying our streams of revenue but not getting distracted by like offering too many other services and i feel like what you did last year was exactly that. Right. It's a it's a an attraction. It's a lead magnet. It's it's less labor heavy. Um, There's so many cool things about what you did. And so if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit for those who are like, I'm interested in, you know, growing my top line, but I don't know what to expand into? It, it was just very creative. So, can you talk for, talk on that for a minute? Yes.
3: Yeah, so, like I discussed earlier, my love and passion for Christmas lights. Now, we have a Christmas Mr. light Christmas show. Mr. Christmas
4: is how that's our right. mastermind group calls him. That is his name, Mr. <laughs> Christmas.
3: <laughs> so, we we have a Christmas show that's in the area. It's old. It's outdated. It's it's not exciting anymore. Like it, it was the the thing that everybody went to every single year. But it's like, yeah, okay, great, great, and. I needed, I wanted to bring something to our community so that people can come to and celebrate Christmas, sit down and relax during a stressful day. And I had to pitch it to the property. At first, they're like, no, it's not going to work, blah, 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 blah. And I knew I was not going to make money this year. I, I understood that. But I knew if we were to deliver this, that the community would respond and the result would be incredible. And that's what we did. So I had a very small goal originally to put these lights up it was a very small budget i should say and i as we were doing i'm like this is not going to be what the community wants like this is just going to fall short so i i kept digging into the pockets and adding more lights and adding more lights and again it wasn't perfect like i was stressing out every single day i mean the the show went live the day after thanksgiving friday at 5 p.m and we were literally there at 459 plugging the last light. And I, I wasn't happy with it. But once we turned the lights on and everybody started coming in and the kids are screaming, the parents are enjoying it. And just hearing the comments as they're walking through and nobody knew I did the show. So I would just literally walk around, yeah. and listen to everybody. And it, again, we didn't get the number I wanted, but knowing the impact it did on the community and people coming back week after week, telling their friends about it, how excited for the, they are to go to <laughs> it next year now I'll start getting that return on investment. I mean, we already sold a very large commercial job because of that. And we have three other very large commercial bids out because they attended it. So did we make a whole lot of money last year? Absolutely not. I mean, negative, but already the return on investment this year going into it. And we haven't even started the season. I think we've already closed. I mean, close to 70 dollars $80,000 in commercial lights this year because of that one show. And now we have, because of Patriot Elimination, the community has something to look forward to come November December for for them to be able to start those traditions with their family.
4: I love it in so yeah. many levels. I'm going to wrap that up real like pretty for our <laughs> listeners. Um if even if you're not doing Christmas lights, there are ways that you can engage your community with your services. There's a way that you can use your gift in your business to give back to your community whether that's like donating or running like a donation of a free window cleaning or a free gutter cleaning or a free HVAC service or a, a free roof. You can engage your community in how you're gonna give that away. In some ways, you can think about the light show as the people who couldn't afford to put lights on their house could come here in a very affordable way and still enjoy the spirit of that Christmas, right? It also serves as a wonderful way for not just giving back to our community, but for showing our community what we're good at. Like, what do we do and what do we do well? And then I think like the icing on what makes this one special is, it sounds very Hallmark movie, right? Like I can just picture, he's like plugging <laughs> in the last night at 4.59 and then the whole town comes and then you know there's a celebration, I can just picture it. But uh, I think it, it's such a creative way of adding another income stream. I think there are a lot of lights people who would think, oh, I'm already too busy. Or I'm already doing too many things. Like I already don't have enough labor. And I'm going to challenge you to think bigger. I'm going to challenge you to think wider. And how can you spread the word? Um, it was it was very fun to watch. Melody and I are going to come next year. We've already been plotting it. We're going to make sure that we're part of this pilgrimage to go see it. I bet I can bring a Fight Club lady or two.
3: <laughs> I love it. So two things that we do every single year that I, I love doing. Twice a year we'll do playground cleaning for free for local schools, and then Ooh. in October we do uh, breast cancer awareness and we'll donate pink and white lights to five local uh, breast cancer survivors or somebody who's battling cancer. Uh, Every single year we do that. And it's actually the guy's favorite thing to do because they know why they're doing it and there's no charge to anybody. And it's just something we look forward to doing every year.
4: Well, Uh, and it gives them an opportunity if you think about your internal customer avatar at at Jeff Lakes Caminos is a really young millennial and they've never had an opportunity to volunteer before. And so now you're giving them an easy way to get involved with their community and to give back. And that feels good. And then you're making it more than a job, right? They're making a difference and they're part of something bigger. So what a wonderful way to wrap up that Mm -hmm. section. Uh, I Perfect. know I've screwed up all the order, but I think I'm passing it to Tay for <laughs> homework. Yeah, Good, job.
2: Good job. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You're never
4: going
2: to let this down, Megan. I know.
1: It.
4: <laughs> Jeff, my husband was like, you've never done anything like this ever in the entire time never. I've known you. And I was like... Never. What? okay. Well, there you go. I got nothing.
2: <laughs> well, on that note, we'll go ahead and switch to homework. And... JC, you're more than welcome to give homework once we kind of go through our segments here. Um, but what I'm going to go over now is kind of the rules of homework and what we expect from you as listeners, and that is just to execute on what you were listening on today. So JC gave a lot of amazing information in all three of the segments. And this homework gives you an opportunity to really push the needle forward in your business and execute what you heard today and put into action what you heard today. So we do ask that you only choose one piece of homework. Four to five pieces of homework is a lot to accomplish within a week's time frame. And some of these can get a little bit heavier than others. Some could be easier. Some could be a little bit lighter. But we want to make sure that you're executing that and moving that forward. And you can always do another piece once you finish your first one if you are up for the challenge. So for marketing homework, we talked a lot about brand and what the brand looks like for JC within their uh, Christmas light business as well as reels. And what I really loved about both of those kind of topics is JC took the initiative to just push himself forward and step into an area that he hadn't been doing before. So bringing the brand to the airport, you know, like that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily think about, but he was being able to spread Christmas joy through bringing that to the airport. And he was also able to do that when he was talking about reels for both businesses and just taking the initiative to get started. And that's what I want to challenge you all to do this week is If there's an area within your marketing that you've been scared of, that you've been holding back on for whatever reason, I challenge you this week to just take that initiative, hit the record button, you know, take the photo, take your videos, do whatever you need to do to start that momentum and build that confidence within yourself or within that team member that is handling that side of the business for you.
4: Along those lines, JC's literally gonna go catch a plane. He was much more organized and was at the airport this whole time and is like sporting, and we don't want him to be late to clip a con. So we're gonna say thank you. Do you want to give a piece of homework or do you want to just go?
3: I got they're like calling my name right now, yeah, so I gotta you go. go. All All right, right. Thank you, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Uh, he was, he's
4: so even so headphones
0: work, That's how organized I love he it was.
4: It was super prepared. Uh, okay, I guess, will we go back in normal order? I'll go. Yeah. Uh, okay, think about your revenue streams. Uh, if you if you offer Christmas right, lights right now, what's a way that you could you could show that off to the community? What's a way you could get that in front of the community? What's a way that you could um, engage your community with your services and in an ideal world and make a little bit of revenue from that? So in the example that I shared about the giving away the gutter cleaning, uh, or the window cleaning. we we have the community vote. and it's actually like a, an eight week process that we adopted from a local painting company. And we include lots of publicity, lots of PR the nonprofits are sending this out to their lists and how we cover our costs and how we like make a little bit of money from it is the second and third place winners. We offer a significant discount to if they still want to get the services done. So like a 50% discount. And then we find that 50% discount actually covers all of our, our PR and advertising costs for the, for giving the cleaning away for free. And then what we've also found is those people come back to us uh, year after year. And because they've shared with their list, we get plenty of leads. So I want you to be thinking about ways that you can do that um, Mm -hmm. in your business by offering your services to your community. And the lights example was he created like a Christmas light event that people could come to and they'd pay an entrance fee. So challenging you to think of other income streams in your existing business. So
0: good. And your systems homework is to check out the book toxic positivity. I know I've been guilty of this one and I'm so grateful that JC shared that trait that he's working on as well. So there's a book about it and I put the link in our group um, in Facebook. So check it out there.
1: Okay. And I was going to make the homework about investing in your people and sending them to education. And I had to throw that out there, but J.C. does something that's not really affiliated with his business other than he's representing the business. He has a $100 club. And I want to say they meet every month or maybe every other month. But it's a a group of people that meet for lunch or dinner. And they have agreed that they're going to each leave a $100 tip. And they go different places. And the idea behind it is just blessing, you know, the wait staff that come wherever they're at. And I thought that I really loved that idea. And um, I plan to get a group together here locally. So that's actually my homework because it is Uh, Mm -hmm. people-related, happens to be community. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: I love that, that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we didn't have a chance to ask JC how to get a hold of him, but he's everywhere. You can't everywhere. miss him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: think we can miss JC. Facebook. Facebook yeah. is uh, probably, probably like, the best. Follow way. the Christmas jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah follow the, the Christmas,
1: Christmas jackets.
0: <laughs> and then we always close out with a quote of the day. And Matt actually wore this t shirt to my house last week, and I loved it. And it was Progress, not perfection. And I think that covers what we talked about today with JC. He was awesome. Thanks, JC. You're We're right. hoping that you're on your plane. Somewhere. Oh my gosh, I hope you made it. <laughs> and he said he was at his feet. So he was like, Oh, oh really? Was prepared.
4: Good. And they weren't supposed to board until now. So hopefully they didn't
2: leave without him. <laughs> Great. Okay. That'd be nerve (laughs) wracking. Yeah. (laughs) Bye.
4: See everybody next week. Go
0: fight. Go fight. See ya. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com
3: slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business.
1: Fight Club for Business.